0: Well, mate, these appear to be getting slightly less fun each time lately.
1: Yeah. It was was Uh, all fun and games until West Ham came along.
0: All fun and games until our relatively obvious weakness became relatively obvious to people. Uh, Speaking of relative weaknesses, uh, I'm joined by KC. Hello. Uh, (laughs) As always, I'm Jack. Uh, This is episode 94 of the Mike White's podcast. Uh, may as well just get straight. I thought, it
1: not, I thought it was 95.
0: I did say that on Twitter earlier, but it turns out I was lying.
1: Ah, bollocks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was, but apparently it's 94.
1: At least you know uh, I read the Twitter.
0: Yeah, which is more than I do. Who reads things that they write? It's no fun. Well, uh, and, you know, you may read the Twitter, but could you read the signs... Because I certainly could with my money on Thomas Suchek to score the header. Uh, Leeds won, West Ham two. Was this our worst performance of the season?
1: Yeah, by far and away. Yeah, you know, I think I think with certainly the Palace game, there was or was at least the excuse that we had no Phillips and no Rodrigo. I think most of us before this game were absolutely salivating at the at the thought that we're gonna have Rodrigo and Rafinha in the same team. That we were basically going to be unstoppable, and, well, I'm and pretty sure football, the
0: manage, football managers taught me that for certain. Like it's definitely true. Yeah,
1: the um, yeah, in, in practice that, that didn't quite work out. Now, admittedly, the you know sort of the front four didn't really see a lot of the ball as it went.
0: No, I mean um, I think that the only time that we properly, I mean, he had that effort at the start of the second half, but I think the only time we properly got Bamford on the ball in a dangerous area was when Cooper put him through to win the penalty.
1: What a through ball that was by Liam Cooper as well. Yeah,
0: it was. It was It was, It was. was really good. He stepped in well. I mean, it was a terrible touch from Sebastian Allaire, admittedly, mm. but, you know, he stepped in well, really good through ball, Bamford ran the keeper, blatant penalty, one of those that would have been a red card a couple of years ago, but on the yellow now, which I think is fair enough.
1: Yeah. Um, And it was nice with Bamford as well. I think he looked like he knew what he was doing the whole time. And as you also correctly predicted on the last podcast, Fabianski, he has a mistake in him. And in this case, it was leaving his arm out to to pull Bamford down with.
0: Yeah, I, to be honest, it was a mistake but I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't call that a mistake. Because if he doesn't put his arm out, Bamford's scoring in an empty net. And if it wasn't for VAR and the meticulous use of the rules, he saved the penalty.
1: It was an awful penalty.
0: That was an awful penalty. I know that that is what he does. He stand, He goes up slowly and waits for the keeper to move. And that is fine. But there has to be a moment in his head where he's like, say he's one step away from striking the ball, where the keeper hasn't moved. And he does have to think, okay, I'm going to have to hit this hard now. (laughs) Because it was a, which he did with the second one. He put a bit of power on it and that's why it was fine. But like the, it was a dreadful penalty. But, you know, 1-0 up, nice early lead. The problem is that basically as soon as we went 1-0 up, For the rest of the game, I thought we were really poor.
1: Yeah, I thought we had had very little going on down either side. I know at one stage it showed most of our play was going down the right-hand side. Um, But Harrison was having a hard time getting into the game. There wasn't a lot going through. Rodrigo... um, you know, I just think we, we... And you got to credit West Ham for it as well. I think West Ham set themselves up well. Let us have the ball across the back line all we wanted. It was sort of once we started approaching the centre circle, they they started closing down pretty well. I think they kept Phillips relatively quiet.
0: Yeah, um, it was one of those... They, they did that thing that a few teams have done. They let us go wide and pressed us in the wide areas. Never really let us get going. Um I thought it was quite good management to be fair from David Moyes, like Masawaku being out made his mind up but I did not see them switching to a more attacking system, it looked like 4-2-3-1 on paper but Bowen just stayed up a pitch so it was basically 4-4-2 uh, I thought that Ben Rama playing in the middle as much as it pains me to say he played as sort of a number 10 so he was directly against Calvin Phillips and I thought Ben Rama won that duel handily
1: Yeah, I thought I Ben Rama looks, looks pretty good and and if, they'd, if West Ham would have had their shooting boots on, they probably should have had four or five.
0: Yeah. I, obviously, I wouldn't go as far as the Paul Merson thing of, oh, if Antonio had played, it would have been seven. But it, I think if Antonio had played, it would have been more comfortable than it was. Uh, I just... I, there was so much... Basically, I thought Luke Ayling was our best player by a distance. Then Melier. And... Although we did have a couple of cockups, I thought Cooper did all right. Mm. Other than that, I thought everyone was off the pace. Uh, we'll start with the main issues. Uh, so, as left side in the first half, um, Alioski Ali, Ali Ali and Harrison, It I thought they were shite. There's no, there's no way around it. No, no. It, I it, like both of them, but they, they had they both had crap games.
1: No, there's you. I was willing to let a bit go with Alioski against Chelsea because, as, as someone who re- realistically in this team, you you wouldn't choose to have playing left back up against the players he was up against in that game. I I not understand why why he was as exposed as he was, but um, no, I just thought he was poor throughout. I thought his his passing, his running, I, I just think. There was nothing that really came together for him. Harrison, I couldn't tell you anything he did in the. I, he did nothing, and I think Helder Costa did less. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll come on to Helder Costa.
1: But yeah, Harrison, I don't, I don't remember him beating anyone, getting getting around the back. I you know, it just didn't happen for him.
0: No, I mean they had a couple of decent link up moments. Like there was one where they combined. Alyoski pulled back for Rodrigo, sort of edge at box and he shot wide. That was about their best moment. I thought that they linked up fairly well there. That was decent play. Uh, but it, they just, and it wasn't just that. They also just seemed to be able to get away down that side over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but he seemed to try him on both sides. It didn't really work. Same in the second half. I, would, I mean, I did put on that Twitter Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the whole left side changed. I put that on through it all together, actually. Uh, and it did. And as much as... I don't think Shackleton did great when he came on. I think he did fine. But I thought yeah. that Shackleton right and Dallas left looked far better than Dallas right and Alioski left.
1: Yeah. It's... I think one of the things I find frustrating is we've talked about a couple of times the way Bielsa will move players where I know he will never go with two left-footed centre-backs but in the end I probably think we might have been better off keeping ailing at right back as good I think as as well as he played just trying to not rejig the team as much as we did
0: yeah like there's been a lot of call all over Twitter and understandably saying just play Stroud and Cooper mm. uh, because they are more centre-backs and stuff. And I do understand it, but he's never going to play two left ones. But I, I think that there is an argument that based on the last few games, Luke Ailey might be our best centre-back, which I cannot believe I'm saying. But he was, he was the one player that seemed to really know what he was doing. I thought he was really good defensively throughout. I thought he handled himself physically as well as anyone did. When they marked Phillips, he was the one that stepped out from the back and took Phillips's position and picked up the ball and played the pass. Yeah. I, I, ju- I thought Luke Ealing was really good in this game and, you know, he deserved a bit more out of it than he got, really.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I think it's one of those where, unfortunately for me, it was one of those performances that's just... It's gonna be very quickly forgotten about just because of how we played as a team and, and how we defended.
0: Yeah. Uh well, before before we get to set pieces, there was one there was the other half times. Tyler Roberts came on for Bamford later on. I don't think it made any difference either way, because Bamford wanted the game and then Roberts wanted the game. Yeah. I, I was very surprised at that change. I would have probably because Rodrigo looked off the pace, I'd have took him off Fernandez. And because he's more likely to create something. But then again, I suppose Rodrigo should have scored in the in stoppage time. Mm. You know, so had he's if he scores that, you go, all right, well, yeah, you know, good changes, get a point out of it in the end. You know, that's fine. Um so it wasn't that, but the other sub was Helder Costa. And I have to spend quite a lot of time defending Hilda Costa because my dad hates him. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of the games where there was no defending this. Uh, it's the lowest score I've given on the player ratings on football altogether Together for a long time. I gave, I gave Jack Harrison a 2-1. So, not even se- not second best, Like, first best of the season, he had one absolutely awful game. And I think... I'm And I think it was a harsh two. I think I was just mad. This one I look back at and I'm just thinking, and I gave him like a three and I think I was generous. Uh, I think the way way that I phrased it on the website was that going forward, he did the square root of fuck all. And going backwards, he did nothing until he gave away a stupid free kick in a dangerous area, which we can't do. And I just thought, like, I know that Helder Costa is a good footballer, but like, that's the, that's the sort of performance that might... I'd quite easily look at him and go, right, well, we've got Pervader on the bench to come on on the wings if we need to. I'd look at a performance like that and go, fuck it, stick Sam Greenwood or Joe out on the bench instead. Because that was the kind of performance that just makes me go, no, you deserve dropping. It was dreadful.
1: Yeah. Um, like you say, we're an absolutely stupid foul to give up. In one of those areas where all you... I imagine half the team was just shouting, stand him up.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't the only one that did it. Like, you look, it's not just
1: the stupid thing. Look. Because Har- well, we, Harrison did the same thing for the for the corner that they scored from as well. Yeah, he- that's,
0: what, that's what I was just going to say. The, we have to defend set pieces better. I know that it's hard when you're giving up an average height difference of like two and a half inches, three inches a player and stuff like that. But you, there does need to be some cleverness. Like, there was a Bielsa quote today. Uh, I've got it here. Um, leads are susceptible to blocking and we don't do the same on our set pieces, but he's not going to change it that bit. Mm. And that was the quote, respecting the rules is not being naive. But is it though?
1: I mean, he is a purist, so he's he mm. I, I'm not in any way shocked that he looks at it that way. But uh, and we we spoke about it earlier, I thought Rob Green was great after the game talk, talking about how you defend set pieces because, yeah, you've, you've got Stuart Dallas marking Thomas Uchek, who... I, it's just not what Stuart Dallas should be doing. I i can't say it. I've remember many times and Stuart Dallas has been winning headers. I, And then you're putting him up against their most dangerous player and he, yeah, and he like, does not get nowhere there, near him.
0: There's a reason that I backed to check to score the header because yeah. he's a he's an unbelievable aerial threat. And normal. And the thing is, Sochek is the player that I would have put our best header of the ball on. Hmm. But even if you do, they had five real threats, and we had two that could even have a go at defending it. Yeah. But if, if you are that bad at defending set pieces, and we are, there's no way out of it. You know, we just are then the last thing you do is give away fucking stupid set pieces. And both of them, it, if they score from the, a corner where they had a shot, like Luke Haley made a couple of really good blocks that went out for corners. Mm. If they score from that corner, I am less mad. But the first one, Jack Harrison gets correct side, steals in, he's won the ball, the danger is done. And then he tries to shepherd it out when it's nowhere near going. Falls over and kicks it out for a corner. Now, I put on the... When I was live tweeting the game, and I threw it all together. I put, that is a stupid set piece. And then, bang, goal. Second half, Hilda Costa. Stupid foul, needless. Straight away, everyone. Why are we giving away a needless set piece in that area? Bang, 2-1. Obama. It's just... It's not just that we've got a weakness, we've got a weakness, and we're saying here, have a go at our weakness. It's yeah. just it's that is I I don't want to say naive, that's fucking stupid, is what that is. And yeah. you don't need to do it. We we can be we're gonna have weaknesses. We we're a team that are going to if we have a great season, we're gonna finish mid table we're going to have weaknesses, we're going to lose games, that's fine, but we, can we not shoot ourselves in the foot?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we do have to be sensible about this, because realistically, you, you look at the players we, we have on the books now, and, and regardless of injuries, we do have four centre-backs at the club now. So we're not going to go sign someone else just because they're tall. You know, they're, as nice it would be to have someone like Pontus, who, who would just charge out from the edge of the six yard box to, to, attack these corners that, you know, that's not going to happen now. Yeah. Um,
0: most, most of the players that are like that aren't good enough for everything else.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, so, it, so it is, then you've got to cut out these mistakes and, and reduce the chances, put the balls in the box like that. Um, do I think Bielsa needs to look at, different ways of, of setting us up defensively at corners possibly i don't think you will but if you keep trying to persevere with this sort of marking and we keep conceding goals from it there is a certain amount of time you know after a certain amount of time you have to be pr- pragmatic about it and say this is not working no matter your best intentions of it it is failing
0: yeah, like, so at it's, that not, point, it's not a coincidence that every single... Like, we banged on about it. Everyone banged on about it. Oh, God, these are our set-piece numbers. There's a reason Phil here wrote the piece before that game, saying, these are all our set-piece numbers. These are bad. West Ham are a big for set-pieces, so we need to do something. And we didn't do anything to mitigate it. If anything, we exacerbated it.
1: Yeah. And again, whether it's whether it's a case of leaving Helda Costa and Jamie Shackleton up the pitch because they are the two smallest players who are going to be the most ineffective at corners. So it hopefully takes away another one or two of their players. Great. Do you put two players on the post to give Melier less room to have to cover so he's not scrambling from one side of his goal to the other? Maybe. Um, we, you know, we've sadly... Even Liam Cooper looks like he is a bit of a soft touch at defending corners. The last few weeks, you know, people have been getting by him fairly comfortably. And at some, you know, at some point, you know, will it be better when, if and when we have Cock and Urente playing together? Hopefully, but I'd rather not have to wait until. March. February, March, for to see if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: you know, before he gets back, we, at least we get his other centre back back. I mean, Berardi's what, five nine, five uh, uh, ten. There's, there's only there's only really one solution as far as I can see, and that solution is Gianni Vio. Because you know, s- s- oh, Liverpool brought really in their set piece. We need the set-piece guru. We need him back to teach Bielsa a thing or two.
1: <laughs> to, to show Pablo Hernandez how to bend in that one free kick against Burton.
0: Yeah, that would have gone in without all the running around stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's... I mean, I'm quite glad football's moved on and I, and I think certainly even in the last 10 years, I think 10 years ago you've had people screaming, "Ah, oh, you need to get a defensive coaching, you need... You, And we all know that's not sort of how coaching works. As much as you look at people's stats on Football Manager, that's not really how coaching works. So it's not like, okay, you guys are going to go do this defensive session over here because he is a good defensive coach. So you lads off with George Graham today. Um, We got some shooting practice with Teddy Sheringham over there. So you lads get over there with him. Um, You know, there does need to be, and and there will be obviously with, with... Bielsa and his team, a lot of analysis as, as to who who it is that's getting beaten too easily, whether we should be have players zonally marking, whether we should be giving ourselves a, a, a yard and a half gap between their markers so you've kind of got a bit of room to adjust. Just whatever it is, but there the needs to be something addressed.
0: Yeah, because we right now, the way we're defending set pieces. If we let's say we play Newcastle on Wednesday evening, not night, because it's like a six o'clock kick off, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: we can go into that game, play really well, and I could see us getting beat three two, and all three goals being from set pieces. And that's just uh, it's. Just, we have always been crap at defending set pieces. I've always been worried about them, but I'm I'm more worried about them now than I've been in a long time.
1: Yes, yeah, as, as as much as you you know, it was what was eighteen percent of the goals we'd conceded under Bielsa was from set pieces.
0: No, eighteen uh, percent were from corners. Forty four percent from set pieces. Oh my
1: God, yeah. So that,
0: that does include penalties, which is slightly different. But it's, you know, yeah, you it's, love- it's a massive, and I, because of there being two more, it's it that will make. I think it was one hundred and fifteen before, so one hundred and seventeen. So Yeah, it'll be like 46 and
1: a half now. I'd I'd be interested to see at what point this season we surpass the number of goals conceded from the total of last season.
0: Uh, Yeah,
1: it it will be early. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there's been a lot of irregularities with with goal scoring this season across the board anyway, so so you kind of have to take it with a pinch of salt, but while those figures have been out there, in the whole time we've, you know, the last two years, or the last two years in the Championship, at no point has it been a regular enough issue that anyone's felt the need to to really complain about it. No, well, I just
0: we- looked. We conceded 35 in the league last season. We've conceded 22 so far this season.
1: Oh, so... Mid mid January then we're we're probably looking out for yeah. <laughs> unless uh, we unless we have to get tonked anytime soon. But um yeah the the regularity in which it's happening now is is alarming.
0: Yeah, the, and that what it's not even like that was the only issue. Like I thought I thought Phillips did okay. But I thought Click and Rodrigo were both really poor in that game. I know Click got a goal a second goal at the penalty. But click just seemed miles off. Now, Declan Rice is a really good player, but he's not rapid. Mm. He's not slow either, but he's not rapid. And every time Rice just took. You know the way that Kante did it? And I went, yeah, but Kante is really quick. And it, Declan Rice was getting the ball and just bombing through the middle of his team. And everyone was behind him, looking like they're running through a treacle. I, I couldn't. It was. If it wasn't for the fact that I know that physically this won't be the case from watching us over the last couple of years, you'd have sworn that we're all knackered.
1: Yeah, and look, there are times when you have to just say, and it happens to every team every season. There are just games where teams don't show up and don't play well. It's going to ha- and it's going to happen a little bit more this season than it has done for the last couple. And it's why, yeah, you know, I've I've said now, this season, like, I I am not stressed out or concerned going into these games because we've gone from having two years of expecting to win every game to to me just going, look, as long as it's not going to drop us into the relegation zone, we're going to lose some games here. It's going to happen. Uh, it's, but the issue, like. I think the problem the differences between good teams and great teams are great teams will play terribly and still come away from games like that with a point or scrape a win somehow. Mm. And if we could have defended set pieces marginally better, we might have still come away from that game with a point. Mm. Sebastian Aller could still be playing now. And I don't think he was scoring in that game.
0: No, that's true. Like he was um he really wasn't up to much. And like so... he needs another one. He was like forty five million quid. Yeah. Mind you, though, I suppose if you watched Rodrigo in that game and they went, oh, he was 28 million, based on that game, you'd have been going, that sounds like 26 million too much. (laughs) Now, I like Rodrigo. He's a really good player, but you wouldn't have known it based on the West Ham game. Yeah. He was was not at it at all. Um, I suppose we might as well get into... the. Well, I would say there's there's not been a great deal of actual news, obviously, because there hasn't been much. But even though it's not Leeds related, I did want to bring it up. Uh, Gerard Houllier died earlier today. Uh and he just you know, all that time he had at Liverpool and stuff, and he was always a manager I liked. Yeah. You know, I don't have anything great to add. I know that he was heavily involved at Clairefontaine Academy and one of the people most given the most credit for bringing French football through that generation that they had that won the World Cup and the Euros and all that he gets given loads of credit for that in France but I just think of him as the Liverpool manager for a few years that I always quite liked
1: I mean if you're a Liverpool fan I dare say you hold him in high regard because from kind of the early 90s onwards they'd had that barren period of not winning anything not really doing anything and then under him You've got the you've got the treble winning season, haven't you? With the FA yeah, Cup but... League Cup and the lesser of the trebles, the but weird treble. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's not a, it's not everyone's first choice, but you know, two trips to the Millennium Stadium and a really entertaining winning against, was it Alves they played in the UEFA Cup final. Alves,
0: yeah, Alaves, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was and well, that was wasn't a cracking like, game.
0: Wasn't it like five three or something? Yeah, oh that was a cracking <laughs> game.
1: Yeah. Um so, yeah, all of a sudden, you're bringing some success back to Liverpool. Um, he, I know I know it's not his fault. There'll always be a little bit of sadness because I think... Because of the way he was placed together with Roy Evans at first and in what was definitely attempt to try and get Roy Evans to resign so no one had to sack him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, you know, that Liverpool team really cared. He got the best out of Emil Heskey, of anyone I'll ever yeah. watch.
0: He also... I mean, he was the manager for my favourite game I've ever been at—the Duke of Fall Liverpool 3.
1: Yeah, well done, Gerard. Yeah, good Which,
0: work. Uh, obviously, it's a weird thing to have as your best memory of someone, but it is. I can't pretend it's not. Uh, and I have made the very sensible decision based on everything I've heard. I think the square ball went back and looked at it, stuff like that. I'm never going back and watching that game. No.
1: Because it I wasn't as
0: it, it wasn't as good as it is in here.
1: No, when at the start of the initial lockdown when start when Sky sh- started showing full 90 minutes of of sort of famous Premier League matches, I, I watched that. And it's not a good game. Football <laughs> football has changed so it's in the same way that when I watched Euro ninety-six. It's not good. But <laughs> like England weren't that good. Uh, uh, Wem- and Wembley is about three times bigger than every other football pitch for some reason.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that were in the past, we might be able to go to a game. Uh, it came out today. It's not official, but basically saying that Leeds is very like is pretty much guaranteed to go into tier two on Wednesday. Uh, can they confirm that now?
1: Because is then that, we could. Is that confirmed? Is that confirmed?
0: Because then we could have 2,000 in against Newcastle. But they won't. They'll announce it Wednesday, so it's too late to do anything about it, so we can't have them in. And then the next home game isn't until the 27th against Burnley. By which point, they'll have had the the five-day relax for Christmas, which is fucking ridiculous. Because, of course, viruses know it's Christmas, so they'll leave you alone. Either relax it or don't. Stop pretending you're listening to scientists when you're clearly not. Uh, <laughs> uh so hopefully this hopefully this game, but I don't hold any hopes up. Burnley on the twenty seventh, we could have two thousand in, which would be nice. Even if I'm not one of them, it would be nice.
1: Yeah. It'd be great to see. I mean it was so funny watching the Arsenal game the other night because it was just silent in there anyway. Oh, I mean, God. I know... I, I, know I don't the blame them. Right. I, yeah. They, they
0: deserve booing off. Like, they really did.
1: Well, they've lost four out of their last five as well. And the fifth game was a draw. So, I'm not surprised... The that... fifth
0: game was a draw against us where they got battered into the ground.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm not entirely surprised that people aren't best pleased with Arsenal at the moment. But, yeah, it'd, it'd, be, it'd be great. It'd be great to see fans back in there. Everyone can go marvel at the new floodlights, which are officially up with our snazzy new promo video.
0: Yeah, the promo video seemed like overkill to me, but people liked it, so fair enough. Uh, the people who were at the stadium for the West Ham game said there was a noticeable difference.
1: I can't like, say I noticed on TV, but
0: uh, no, um, well, you know, when unless you have a really good Sky Sports subscription, which I don't. You know, it's very
1: ultra, ultra K, ultra 4K, high def. No,
0: yeah. So, we just got a comment through from a Stephen Horseman that I'll get up here. There was a stat online that said Man City have a squad that's shorter than ours, but don't have as but don't have the trouble with set pieces. Where I mean, they're, they're not amazing at set pieces, but they're a lot better than we are. It's not just about height, there are things that we can do, yeah. And one of them is to be a bit cleverer and maybe block some people off (laughs) and
1: be a bit more cynical.
0: Yeah, just you know, you don't have to cheat. It's not cheating, it's just being a bit clever. Gamesmanship,
1: I believe, is is the term.
0: Yeah, um, so Wednesday night, which is why we're doing this, there's only point there was no point as doing a review and a preview because of the short gap between matches. Wednesday nights, Amazon Prime. Wednesday nights, <laughs> Amazon Prime. Welcome to Modern Football. Uh, Wednesday at 6pm, Newcastle at home, which I keep feeling like, you know, like I did this with the Arsenal game as well. I am, my brain keeps being utterly convinced that this game's away. I mean, and I, know there, it
1: I feel like it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's because, for obviously, for years, I've gone to all the home games. So when I'm not going, it feels like we're away from home.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, they've actually won the last two. Uh, obviously... There's
1: a slight gap in between the two.
0: Yeah, because the Villa game got called off for COVID stuff, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, they they had a major outbreak. But, I mean, a 2-0 win away at Palace is not to be sniffed at. That's a really good result. The 2-1 win at home to West Brom. I would expect them to win that. Uh, it was Dwight Gale quite late on, but they've uh, they've been playing a four four two, which in theory means we're playing three three one three.
1: I've also realised that I think Dwight Gale looks like one of those uh, Egyptian hairless cats. Like he, I don't know what it is about him. There's something in his face. Um, but I'm just throwing that one out there for you.
0: I can't say I've noticed what <laughs> it looks like to me is someone who is a good finisher.
1: <laughs> it, was a, it was a great header, wasn't it as well?
0: Yeah, um, um,
1: the, the the hope would be that given they only started back training last Thursday, wasn't it? I think they got two days of training in before or three days of training in before the game. Um, is that we can just outpace them and just outrun them? And how, much, how much pace do you need
0: to set on the edge of your box and not long balls up to Joe Linton? <laughs>
1: Well, hopefully, hopefully we've got a bit more attacking impetus about us, and and we kind of stretch them about a bit, and that you know that's what I'd like to see us do anyway. Uh, you know, certainly a game where we should we should be on the front foot straight away. It's it's even even off the back of that West Brom win, it's a relative, it's a team that is relatively devoid of creativity.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's weird with them because I'm guessing that uh, because he wasn't involved against West Brom, I'm guessing that St Maximin's still not going to be involved. Because it's weird that they've got no creativity, but they've also got St Maximin and Almiron who are capable of magic. Yeah. It's just that they don't really get to do it. Like they, um, Their team against West Brom, Darlow and Goal, Craft Isaac Hayden played centre back. Kieran Clark, Jamal Lewis, Almeron, Sean Longstaff, John Joe Shelby, Matt Ritchie, Callum Wilson, and Joe Linton. Like that is that is not much of a side. No. But they won the game. Uh, obviously, you if you bring in, you know, say, uh, oh God, who's the good centre back? English guy who's captain.
1: I've forgotten there.
0: His name just went. He used to play for Forest. Jamal Lascelles. Uh, <laughs> sorry, his name just disappeared out of my head. Like Lascelles comes back into that back four, it's a bit stronger. Um, the uh, if that if some Max Man comes in, it's a lot stronger as well. But like they suddenly, I can't believe that I'm saying it, but suddenly Joe Linton looks like an okay footballer, having been dreadful for a year and a half. I mean, yeah. again, he was another one, 40 million quid.
1: Took him nearly an entire season, score a goal at home.
0: Yeah. But the one thing that he has got is he's quite strong and his hold-up play is good. And if they play two up front with him and Wilson, if they can mm. get... if They they just have to get the ball forward. They don't have to oh, break the press and play the way through and all that. If they can just get the ball forward to them two, there's a chance of him doing something because Callum Wilson's really good.
1: Yeah. And yeah, Callum Wilson's certainly what you would consider the biggest threat if he gets the ball in and around the penalty area.
0: Yeah. If they do play 4-4-2 against us, do we play, do we play strike? And play, like, Cooper, strike and Ailing One, because... I mean, I don't, I don't expect we will because it's not his style. But... It would. It doesn't just allow the three-three-one-three to play. It also gives us that extra decent option at set pieces.
1: Yeah, I, it would make the most sense. Um, and, you know, I'm just trying to, because the only other option at this point really would be drafting Calvin in.
0: Yeah, like and well, I, and if, I don't if,
1: want to see us do that.
0: Yeah, it's one of them. Like if we played the same team that we did. If we played the same team that we did against uh, bloody hell, my brain, I'm West very Ham. tired. West Ham, uh, I got you, Doug. With that side, if we went 3 3 1 3, you would have to drop Phillips in because like Dallas, Alioski, Click, Rodrigo can't play there, yeah. No one else can, so it would have to be Phillips.
1: But to be honest, but- when you start after that, then you're looking uh cresswell and and casey really mm-hmm. which is, is is not who i'd want to see thrown into a premier league game so you yeah, know, I, yeah.
0: Wonder, I wonder then like whether we'd think about changing a few things in that case like does if if it's 3-3-1-3 if you've got say ailing stroke and cooper at the back then you could have wing back, wing back wise. Does he stick Alioski and Dallas, or does he play like maybe right. Dallas? And I don't know, maybe maybe he plays Harrison as one of that,
1: that's what I was thinking, to be honest. And, and uh, I, after the last two performances, I don't, I don't particularly want to see Alioski at left back again. Mm. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd quite like to see him have a break. Um, but then again, if you bring Harrison to left-back, then it's either Helda Costa or Perveda that comes in.
0: Yeah, I just wonder, if in a 3-3-1-3, three, 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 like three at the back, Aileen Cooper-Strike, the three in front, Dallas, Phillips, Harrison, the one, click, and then like Rafinha. Bamford and just, I know it's not ideal, but just play like Rodrigo off the left.
1: Rodrigo, you could have Hernandez come in.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're going through all this. He hasn't, he's, Bielsa did actually say in his press conference today, he's not naming his team anymore. Not because he thinks it's wrong, just because he's sick of people talking about it. Uh, So, there's going to be two injuries, two injuries announced on the day. Absolutely, but let's. It's probably just going to be unchanged anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean you know, Phillips, Phillips will drop into centre back, and Click will drop deep. And it's one of those daft things with him saying that he won't name his team again because because of the way the media reacted to it. And again, as I think as we said before, anyone that paid attention to us in the championship for more than five minutes will know after you know after the spying incident. He named the starting eleven for every game for the rest of the season, yeah. And it was not like he ever like pulled any deliberate switches to trick yeah. anyone.
0: No, there was a couple of times where there was an injury, one And that was about it.
1: Yeah, it was. So for us, when he when he did that, we were just like, "Yeah, this is this is what he does sometimes."
0: Yeah. And the media
1: just, oh, dude. it's one of the things. It's one of the things I really get annoyed with about this Premier League media at the moment. Because I think a lot of the local journalists from championship clubs sort of outside of Leeds got very used to it very quickly, you know, from just their general coverage of the championship. There's a lot of media at the moment who will have paid attention to the style of football we played and the fact we had a big name manager, but maybe not so much to his his idiosyncrasies or or anything like that. I'm just like, oh, look at this guy. He's, he's naming his team, and he's you know is is he trying to play mind games with us? I'm like, no, no,
0: he's done this no. before. <laughs>
1: no, he's uh, a very he's a very simple man in many ways.
0: Yeah, uh, just and uh, for some reason, no, no one understands him but his woman.
1: <laughs> I doubt she does. He never spends any time with her. <laughs>
0: I'll watch the football, you stay over there. Sounds perfect.
1: (laughs) I will see you in three years. (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm guessing that they will... Because they've won the last two playing 4-4-2, I can't see them changing it. No, Um, They may get some better players in, but it will be roughly that. They'll sit fairly deep. They'll play in the way that we don't particularly like. But maybe because it hasn't been working, as much as... for two years, I've said we're better four one four one than we are three three one three, and overall, I stand by it. But because we haven't been playing that well, it might do them good to have a bit of a change.
1: This will also be the first week in a while that I can remember where they probably where they won't have had a murder ball session. Yeah, because because that's well, always- they maybe did it today. <laughs> I'd be surprised because typically they didn't do it for midweek when they had midweek matches, which. Typically, they didn't,
0: typically they didn't play that bad. Yeah. We have to punish you
1: He'll
0: yeah. have them all in going. You're all fat. You need to lose three pounds now.
1: Even you, Leaf. <laughs> Six stone gaffer. Drop <laughs> off. Come on. Um,
0: so, what, what do you reckon is going to happen?
1: I feel stupidly confident going into this game. Um, wow, it's like watching you approach a girl at a bar. No, there was absolutely no confidence in that. And I don't even remember a time when you'll have seen me approach a girl at a bar. Normally when we made you.
0: Because <laughs> you uh, kept going, she's pretty.
1: <laughs> look at her. Go talk to her. No. Mm, no. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stand at the other side of the room and look, and hopefully she (laughs) doesn't get the bouncers in to have me kicked out. And then I go home and cry. Um, But enough about my sex life. Um, I think... I'd like to think we'll bounce back from this. You know, and I think... I I, I as as much as I hate the way Newcastle is set up and it is the sort of system 442 at this point is absolutely the sort of system that seems to trip us up despite its simplicity. Um I, I don't think this Newcastle team would be up to much. I, I'd like to think we can sort of run rings around them with our relative levels of fitness. The ones who aren't injured.
0: Yeah. I I'm ch- I'm trying to take the emotional side of it out because emotionally I'm like, oh, we're on such a bad run, it's all going wrong. Ah, it's all going wrong. What are we going to do? But I think that player for player, we're better than Newcastle.
1: Yeah. It's, I think just, it's
0: just whether we can break them down or not.
1: The funny part about that Newcastle team, and I am talking about with both squads fully fit, It's mostly the new signings that I would have been most interested in is getting mostly Lewis and and Wilson more than...
0: Yeah, they're good. To be honest, I'd have loved Jamal Lewis because I still think we need a specialist left back.
1: You say specialist, I just think actual.
0: Yeah, actual left (laughs) back. But yeah, I I can't bring myself to predict a win where we're defending set pieces. I just can't. I'm going to say 1-0.
1: Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stick with a win for us and say, uh, to, to be honest with the way we're defending, I'm gonna go three-two go with a three-two win. With goals everywhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, just because, it, and because it's us, Joe Linton will score that goal. <laughs> He's nailed on. And you know what else? Because it's, it'll be like a fucking overhead kick off. <laughs> oh, he's barely scored a goal for years and now he's scoring screamers. Bang. <laughs> Twat! <laughs> um, that's
1: why I'm going to be shouting at Leeds defenders next time I see a corner going. Yeah, Just
0: just get rid. For the love of God, get rid. Uh, oh, by the way, I can't really talk about it because I didn't see it. I was working. Uh, I should mention the 23s beat Villa 3-2. Yesterday and went top of the league.
1: Good. I, I was also working, so also did not see this. I did yeah. see uh, Roberts was playing at one point.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, Hernandez, strike, and Davis all started. Paveda and Roberts were on the bench. And like they all did, they all did sort of 40 f- 45 minutes. I know uh, Roberts scored the winner. We were 2 0 down. Bobby Cameron equalized. Sam Greenwood scored a penalty. And then uh, Tyler Roberts scored a penalty, but whether there were penalties, how we actually played, other than seeing on Twitter that when we were two 0 down, everyone was saying, "How the hell are we two 0 down? We've been the better team." I, I didn't, I never saw it myself, and then a chance to watch the highlights or anything. But it's good to see the one in the top of league. Uh, that's, I think, the only bit of news. So we don't really need to go into what else. Uh, do we have anything else that we need to cover
1: before the game? Not that I can think of.
0: Right, well, cool. That will do us then for episode 94 of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, the We're at twi- on Twitter at Mighty Whites Pod, same, same on Facebook. Although it might be Mighty Whites podcast on Facebook. We never use it. Uh, yeah. The stuff we write is on Through It All Together, Through It All Together on Facebook. At, at THRU, it's all LUFC on Twitter, through Uh This will definitely not get edited, so we won't have done as advert at the beginning. So if you've got any recording needs or ed- editing, mostly editing at this time because you can't really get into recording studios, uh, go to Medicine Room Studios on Facebook or MedicineRoomStudios.com. He is the one. When this podcast sounds good and has music on and stuff, and his intros and everything, that's because he's edited it first. us. Uh, this one I will just upload as soon as we're done because too quick a turnaround and he's got work and stuff.
1: But and he can uh, also make a mean pizza.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's got, you know, actual clients that pay him a lot that pay him actual money rather than just you know a little sponsorship on the podcast his, so, mate,
1: his mate's doing a little moochie moochie on him
0: yeah uh but yeah that is everything that we've got to do hopefully when we come back to be honest because the game's at six should we do one straight after the game
1: still can do we, we can experiment with that
0: yeah. Well I that is definitely not a promise that it might be Thursday. But we might do one straight after the game on Wednesday. And that because I feel like scum on Sunday deserves its own one. Yeah, previewing it. And god oh God, please let us beat scum. It's on my fucking birthday. Please let us win. <laughs> right, uh that'll do us. So I've been Jack in a bit.
1: I've been Casey. Have a good one.
0: See you later.